Hi and welcome to Bangalore Bits. Hello Subhu. Hey, how are you? Doing good. All right. So what are we going to talk today? Oreo. <laughs> <laughs> Can we have some milk also? Yeah. So that's the new code name for uh, the next version of Android. Yeah. 8.0. All right. So uh I I mean, do you think next will be Parleji or something? <laughs> oh yeah, P, right? Yes. Yeah. Possible. Uh, we have two actually. Parleji. Parleji is one, and for yes, we have silk actually. Silk? What is silk? The Cadbury silk. Oh, Cadbury silk. Oh, that's a more like a chocolate name, right? It should be yeah. okay. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Oh, that's also goes as a dessert. Okay. <laughs> I think Laddu was pretty close. If I remember, <laughs> right? They when they there was a video they were doing it for Android L. Right, remember, right. right? Yeah, yeah. And Laddu was also was in the top contender list. <laughs> <laughs> so just to add what you said uh, so we touched about more or less all the consumer set of features of uh, i mean android o during the i mean while we were covering the google keynote io uh, in our 49th episode so what i was thinking is that uh, as well more or less like since the after the announcement after google announcement last couple of days back most of the mainstream media is covering and reviewing it uh, to the death actually and uh, i don't think we should do basically in terms of reviewing yeah yeah the right. oreo again and again so what i was thinking is that we will just kind of probably just take a look at the operating system features with respect to dev perspective in terms of what various apis are there and uh, so this is like those uh, roadmap which is announced in google uh, io is basically kind of materialized right right now and then all, more or less all the google apps have been implementing those apis and then they are just coming out as an oreo feature now so so uh, just a main question on it uh-huh. so google announced i mean is it already i think they they are rolling out for uh, pixel and yes. nexus devices yeah right? all the google devices are getting the update uh, probably they would have already got an update okay. or either they already got an update or probably the testing with the carrier might be in 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 progress so either either one could be happening because i don't have a excel i mean pixel i mean uh, the google devices right now okay so it could be possible either it could be possibly rolled out to the carriers who are just testing it on the devices or it could be possibly rolled out to the directors who i mean directly to the users who are like using it from india and other countries where right. it's not okay. via going via carrier and stuff like that so it could be possible both ways actually so going so back to especially in india if you look at it's <coughs> primarily the other uh, oems correct so is there any announcement from like say major players like samsung or other guys when when their devices will get um i don't i mean i'm not really following in terms of what other oems okay. sc- mm-hmm. schedules and stuff like that but uh, i mean eventually samsung's high end devices will they will eventually update it um, mm-hmm. i don't know exactly the rollout time and so forth i've seen one thing in the past is more or less motorola is kind of uh, adapting this vanilla uh, i mean the more or less motorola kind of uses in a vanilla version of uh, android so i've seen them in the past adapting to a f- I, m- i mean the latest to as much faster than any right. other oems actually Who? so motorola oh okay yeah. yeah so i've seen them adapting to the to the the newer version of android much faster than anybody else so yeah i think it depends on the number of customizations oems uh, yeah, do absolutely. right especially yeah. when they have lot of uh, ui and other changes i mean i since i have a side now uh, i was just more curious to see uh, i mean i am intrigued by at least couple of features may not all 
I, I'm yeah. sure Samsung will definitely update S8 with the O. I'm sure it will definitely happen. Because it is their current uh, Yeah, current generation ship, of yeah. device. And more or less, every OEM is supporting two generations behind. So, okay. So, you should be definitely getting maybe, maybe in a month or two or three. Right. Okay. Or probably Samsung would have already announced, which I'm not following. Okay. So, let's start. The yeah. so we are going to talk about developer features, right? Yeah. So, so it's maybe essentially yeah, very brief features. about what's that feature and <clears throat> and what let's say an app developer yeah. can leverage from that Correct. particular. Yeah, uh, it's either an existing app developer or an upcoming app which can just basically leverage these and then know how uh, their apps can just basically look much better with that or like you can see how they are Oreo features for uh, I mean right. their and stuff like that. Yeah. So the first one is, uh, let's start with the picture-in-picture. Picture. Right, yeah. Uh, so that's a sort of uh, a cool feature which when they announced it. Yeah. Um, right. Essentially, it'll be very important when uh, when you're taking, let's say, like a video call mm -hmm. and you want to actually uh, put that in like sort of a small window and then refer something else, right? Maybe right, right. you want to look your contact information or take some notes, whatever. Yeah. It's a pretty useful feature. Yeah, I mean, picture in picture itself is like self-explanatory. Yeah, yeah, right. Like, yeah. So, like you said, no, it is very, I mean, it is very helpful in terms of apps which has got this kind of a calling capability or another thing I can think of is maps, uh, which is like pretty much of my own, uh, I mean, like every time uh, when we are, I mean, especially using that when you're driving and stuff like that, where you have to refer back to an SMS or something. Right. So yeah, it yeah. is always a difficult thing to, when you're using the map and then go back to, uh, I mean, especially when you're using the map in a navigation mode and then you want to go back to the either SMS or an address in an email or something, which is mm -hmm. always a difficult thing. I've seen that. But so essentially, I think Google also is updating their maps in this Oreo version. So maps and their, their own messengers like uh, the... The, the, their own video conferencing message, which is that Allo or something like that, the new one. So, right? is there any restriction in this, or is it, uh, is it, it's, it's any app can use it, right? Or absolutely, I okay. mean, this the apps needs to be recompiled for Oreo with the help of these APIs, which they need to you. So, it is the predominant use cases around uh, video playback. Yeah, video maps is what I can think of. I don't know about anything. And Google also, as I think YouTube. Uh, they have updated the app in the Oreo version, which can just do that basically, just wherein it can do a. Uh, either uh, like a multi-window or a picture-in-picture -picture, uh, being keeping YouTube as a background and you can play a video on the foreground right. and browse back other videos and stuff like that or altogether you can just play a video and completely use some other apps at altogether in the background along mm -hmm. when the viewer is playing in the foreground and stuff like that. So. And especially in like say uh, the devices which support uh, these kind of external uh, displays, right? Like mm -hmm. Samsung has this DeX Right, yeah. Connectivity. I think there, in, in, uh, it offers a sort of a full-blown desktop experience. Absolutely. Right. That is another use case you brought in. Uh, the, the other one I can think of is like in terms of uh, an extension to multi, I mean, this picture-in-picture -picture mode, they are also adding this multi-display capability, mm. wherein uh, you can use an another device and connect it via Wi-Fi Direct, and you can just like basically play, a, a, you can play a game in a, in a shared video mode and stuff like that. So the other device can just basically play back the play back the game and stuff like that. So you're basically essentially streaming the game to multiple devices and stuff like that. So okay. So that is something is another extension to pip what you're seeing there. Yeah. So 
most of the google apps will wherever they find the use case they probably going to up, i mean they already updated that in the oreo so third party apps do you see any other third party apps you, i mean apart from maps and anything else utilizing this actually the pip pip or yeah, multi the pip <coughs> yeah i mean i feel i think it is probably very useful only for let's say i mean video calling apps or uh-huh. uh i think probably even the basic phone phone dialer is already supports i think it's probably it doesn't there's no use case for it I yeah guess. right yeah uh i think especially note taking apps uh, yeah. would be pretty interesting yeah. uh, especially when you want to see something and then type correct yeah uh, i mean i think note taking or like a calendar which you want uh, to just messaging pin, apps yeah. or calendar uh, yeah. you want calendar yeah. yeah those are and other uh, i think more or less the other trend what we are seeing here is that uh there are a lot of uh, a lot of uh, a lot of kids who are like go studying right now consume a lot of music from youtube basically mm. and uh, for them it's like uh, uh, playing mm. music is like uh, what video basically i mean they, they prefer uh, listening yeah, yeah, to right, music yeah. Yeah. via youtube rather than uh, in a stationary mp3 or anything so yeah and then when when uh, when youtube app loses the focus it it automatically pauses pauses it so yeah that's something uh, yeah this is something just kind of new way Correct, what yeah. i see like uh, many of them consume music via youtube so th- that's just kind of another use case where they can just mm. continuously put them in the background and then just But don't uses. youtube offer a different app for that sort of use? i thought they did right it's called youtube red or yeah something? that is for the packaged uh, okay. service and stuff like not that. the free one okay. yeah not the free one but i think see a lot of kids even consume the uh, apple i mean like the music from youtube a lot actually mm-hmm. i mean they are kind of I becoming a big streaming music yeah, provider especially i think it it was uh, introduced in tv if i remember many years back right absolutely yeah uh, right. but probably it didn't really kick off uh, it didn't really kick off in tv as well even in desktop computers actually right so i've not seen uh, mm-hmm. though i've seen multiple applications which in the early stages wherein uh, flash was getting gaining popularity where i was seeing just kind of an applications where people are trying to yeah, right, yeah. create this on the web yeah, i remember uh, when the dth was coming um, i think this was actually from i think at some point it was uh, probably advertised as one key feature where you can have like two channels running right, right, but somehow right. it didn't really adopt the mainstream yeah, I, I people to, didn't really use yeah, it in tv it is really like a difficult thing actually mm-hmm. um here i think it's much more useful in terms of uh, the use cases wise if you look at it i mean if you are seeing uh, uh, the other use case probably would be for the live video apps uh-huh. uh well let's say i mean now a lot of people consume even live content right yeah that's right it could Sports be uh, or yeah, anything like yeah. a cricket match for example yeah, right. and if they want to like say just uh, respond to some message or absolutely uh, yeah. i mean immediately see some information but don't want to stop and play back right, and all right. that yeah yeah that's another yeah. big use so case. so video maps messaging apps like hotstar yeah in india especially right uh, yeah. i mean i'm sure netflix and others would definitely I, netflix have already updated so oh, is it? yeah so i think they are like uh, on the they're ready for oreo actually so is there like a sort of uh, like a icon or something you get i, I have not seen experience the behavior okay. so how does it work no even i don't know okay. i've not seen that <laughs> okay so you just drag something and then it comes okay that's I a, yeah I, i exactly don't know how you pin it out maybe once uh, i don't have a beta device or something like that mm. maybe it's a swipe action yeah mm. looks like that so it's basically an, uh, like on an activity this is another uh, like a property you said looks like right right okay 
ఓకే సో నెక్స్ట్ నోటిఫికేషన్స్ అండ్ దర్ ఇస్ ఇస్ న్యూ కేపబిలిటీ కాల్ నోటిఫికేషన్ ఛానల్స్ రైట్ రైట్ సో వాట్ ఈస్ దాట్ సో అండ్ లైక్ ద నోటిఫికేషన్ ఇన్ ఆండ్రాయిడ్ ఇస్ లైక్ వీ హీన్ సీయింగ్ దిస్ ఇంప్రూవ్మెంట్ కమింగ్ ఇన్ క్వైట్ అయిల్ వేర్ ఇన్ సో దిస్ ఛానల్స్ ఆర్ బేసిక్లీ లైక్ వాట్ యు ఆర్ ట్రైంగ్ టు డూ హియర్ ఇస్ దట్ యు ఆర్ ట్రైంగ్ టు సెగ్రిగేట్ uh the the severity of the notification actually because if you look at it offlet most of the applications are generating lot of notifications right. and many of the appli- uh, businesses are trying to use notification as their mode of communication to attract or at- grab your attention and stuff like that so even you don't visit the app uh, that often they just try to send an alert so that you just go back and then look at that and stuff like that. so what is happening right now is this notification is kind of getting all over the place wherein uh, it's like uh, you know emails are pushing them messengers are pushing them applications are pushing notification some of them uh, even just use them as a push notification engine alone actually wherein you just even you don't use the app in the background the the, engine, the notification coming in from you from from the vendor and platform providers and stuff like that so kind of becoming much more so google is trying to kind of create a category and uh, based on the severity or like kind of uh, our intuitive ways how do we just go about like grouping them and stuff like that so this channel is basically like in terms of uh, it just allows the notification to be grouped as important sound light vibration show it on the lock screen override and do not disturb and all these kind of uh, various channels where you can just put this notification to boxes wherein um, if you just want only the notification to be uh show a different led indicator like something if somebody mentions you on twitter you just want to see one small light blinking into a green or yellow dot on the phone wherein you don't want any other full full blown notification for that and stuff like that so right. just kind of creating a severity and grouping of them into multiple uh and that is kind of one aspect of it and other aspect of it is not so visually representing the notifi- notification in different ways where it is not really uh, either with the help of numbers or like on your face notification which are getting so, clogged uh, in notification the notification badges yeah. uh, was was that wasn't there right is it i don't know well, notification was, badges weren't there in the android vanilla uh, oh, different oems, OEMs okay, were okay, yeah. i remember seeing that in samsung yeah. yes so different oems were adding their own uh, launchers ah, okay. or some of the launchers if you buy in the market which will automatically give that capability and stuff like that so, so now they can drop off that implementation and go back yeah to go back to the vanilla android so which is like it gives you boatload of another features mm. like in terms of like you can define this channel and group them and stuff like that so nicely the dev can decide in terms of how they want to just go about so does it show only like like a like a small indicator or can it also show like a number number of messages on the badge yeah. badge i think it's just only the indicator visual okay. indicator that doesn't help yeah but you if you want a notify uh, number then i think you have something called a notification shortcuts yeah right okay so when you add a notification shortcuts you get those kind of badge numbers and stuff like that okay so and also i think uh, uh, it, there is also a gesture introduced um, i think if you are if you want to have your notification to be glanced by your users all right yeah you can just hold it and that's very similar to probably <coughs> the what what is it 3d touch in right Apple. right yeah yeah but i think the key again here is uh, how many developers are going to leverage this right 
because i see even with uh, i mean with many of the apps um, especially in india india based apps for example take some of the leading apps in india uh-huh. even the 3d touch not many apps have really leveraged yeah i think the the problem for our market is that the devs needs to think in mind take in count in terms of like the different i mean the kind of different variants of android in the market actually uh, if they want to take all that in mind and keep a baseline they have to probably use a badge notification in your face mm-hmm. kind of notification which is the base denominator which can just basically used i mean like right, okay. but at the same time i think eventually uh, when we start seeing more and more uh, see just in android ecosystem i what i see is that basically uh, every oem is learning from each other very fast so they are like kind of tuning their uh, t- tuning their ui and other skin differentiation based on each other's innovation and stuff like that so the moment they see this kind of advancement in coming in from vanilla google they would probably want to stay one step ahead of it but uh, i mean if they are really into high end market and stuff like that so that way i, I mean eventually it will take a lot more time but what google is trying to do they're just trying to kind of put on a i mean kind of a lead or it kind of a take a path where in differentiate themselves and then also will make the ui a little bit more intuitive and non disturbing way wherein it doesn't get into your i mean in your face lot more and they just want to go in the background and then give you that control and also another thing along with the notification feature the kind of a snooze capabilities which they have introduced right yeah, yeah which is like very similar to what you have in ios for a while so which is the d the do not disturb or snooze one application for say 15 20 minutes or something which is actually very good because what happens is something like if you if you are into in a conversation on twitter and then if it just really kicks off with somebody and then if you start getting like hundreds of mentions or dm then it just really becomes like because you cannot do anything else at that point of time the phone is kind of literally unusable for some of them like so if you really have a huge audience and stuff like that so kind of you can just go to that notification and say sweeze sneeze this for about 30 minutes or something i mean they have not only uh, snooze they have introduced all sort of uh, actions Slew of controls yeah right, actions yeah. on the yeah, notification yeah. right you can reply it mm. or uh, archive right, yeah. whatever you want to do basically yeah. right yeah. so the the other reply is another interesting feature you brought in so what essentially you can do with replies, i mean basically you don't need to go into the app, app itself, yeah, yeah right right okay. so that is do directly from the from panel the, from, yeah. from yeah so say for example if you have made any uh, uh, if you if you see something like a fresh menu which is pushing out an interesting something a dinner item or a lunch item which you like it you can probably just buy it from the yeah, notification right, yeah, itself yeah. actually so once freshman adds an a notific uh, an implementation for say buy button there mm-hmm. on the or you could just like say add it to the cart or whatever yeah, right? or I'd... add to your uh, i mean wish list yeah so uh, those are like really nice innovations actually yeah, right, so yeah. they're kind of you don't need to open the app go back and then mm-hmm. look for that item and then go back and add them and stuff so it's just one example but i mean it's kind of uh, you can do a lot more uh, with these actually so i mean essentially what the apps needs to look at it uh, of or of all these uh, notification options available to them and then they have to probably implement whatever is less so i mean whatever suits them better and ideal for the use case which they have and then so that that kind of becomes much more and uh, much more and i mean appealing interface for the users to just go at 
consume the app and stuff like that. So it's just up to the devs in terms of how they basically go about implementing these and stuff like that. Okay. And the background color is another one actually. And also the other important one is the lock screen notifications, right? Yeah, right. You can decide uh, what you want to show in the lock screen yeah. also. Yeah. I think that's something is missing. I, I especially when I switch to um, uh, in the Android now. Uh-huh. Uh, the one thing which I really miss is the, the actually the ability to see what is there in the notification. Um, I mean, sort of a preview, right? Oh, okay. uh, that's something is is something I miss a lot because I really need every time switch on the device, uh, uh, at least press the power button to see. But it it actually also gives you a little bit of security leeway. Because yeah, maybe. So, yeah. So it could be an basically an option where the uh, in iOS it's an option where you can say. In the whether say something like an, uh, you get an, a message from Hangouts, you can go to the notification and configure that. Right. Just yeah, yeah. It mention it. Yeah, the, yeah, exactly. So that kind of uh, you still know that is a notification from Hangouts, but you don't know what exactly mm-hmm. that says and stuff like that. So I mean, that's what I think uh, with this uh, always on display. What Samsung does, it yeah, shows. Yeah. It just puts the app in the icon there. Correct. Yeah. But that Samsung ones will be their own. Obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's a. Uh, it's a neat stuff actually okay. to do. So I think that's what I was saying, right? So the Android ecosystem is something like like each one is just kind of mm. pretty much they just give a very small amount of, especially the vendors who are the very high end, uh, they just kind of adapt these features very fast. I mean, like at no time actually. And some some sometimes we also see an uh, iterative improvement on that feature and coming in slightly better and stuff like that. So yeah. Okay. But I mean, no, I'm a big fan of Android notifications from the beginning. They have kind of nailed that feature like yeah. if you look at cut copy paste is nailed by ios and notification is nailed by android i mean that mm. i don't think there is any other better interface for notification than android actually right yeah. so next would be uh, let's talk about the autofill framework uh, oh, right. I mean, so uh, what is that i mean autofill is something is pretty popularly known in browsers Right. Yeah. I think most of the web-based uh, or the desktop browsers. Yeah. Right. I mean, Chrome, Safari, uh, Firefox, everybody. Yeah, I mean, even Internet this, Explorer. Yeah. Does, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, what is this new coming to phones? So, uh, yeah, I mean, like this autofill is like across the platform they are doing it now. The app can app developer can use it. So, if you have a form, irrespective of the web or an Android app, which has got a UI which kind of takes the content for your, like, in terms of address or name and stuff like that. Mm. So, basically, you, the profile information which you store in the, as a data store, which can be, you know, retrieved by the dev and then can be autofilled, like, an address or something like that. Say, if you're buying something in a... But uh, where do you actually store? Uh, right. So, that will be coming in for you from the Google account information. So, that's... Oh, okay, yeah. okay. So, they are giving that... Access to that okay. data. Yeah, oh, yeah. Right. So, okay, nice. So, it's like web or, like, irrespective of whether the apps or web, whichever you are using, you should be able to use that API, get access to that information and fill them automatically. So, right. which is like your name, last first name, last name, address, yeah. or phone numbers and stuff like that. So, Yeah, especially <laughs> it's probably useful. And I don't know how many people really sign up uh, for a new service on their phone. Yeah. Uh, it's probably pro- quite useful at that point. Uh, yeah, because I, I feel... Apps solve it slightly differently. I don't know if it's a big use case here. I'm oh, not sure. Right. But um, because apps have a different way to solve it, right? Right, right. I mean, they create their own profile system and stuff. Yeah. Like that, yeah. And then uh, they basically build for those one-click experience. Yeah, but the problem with that, what I foresee is to say, if I have a change of address, I need to go change in 100 apps, actually. Mm. 
so that is kind of just really killing that and defeating that purpose actually mm. so this kind of a thing wherein i just go put it in one place whether in google or any other place but that's a significant uh, i mean ex- from an experience side for an app it will be a little difficult right because then they are if they let's say have built their own profile system yeah. and if they allow you to pick an address from your their own profile system right, right, then yeah. they have to drop all that support this you know i think probably they just have to make a decision in terms of like say i have an address on myself with this kind of address and you have something on android which one would you like to mm. pick and choose or something like that so i think okay. i mean those are the kind of better experiences what we would eventually need in mobile right so i mean like it doesn't make sense to just go keep on adding them and this multiple app business needs to go i mean i feel more and more app features needs to get into the platform basically and right, the apps yeah. needs to just go in the background where you can do the business via notification or like kind of a filling or like I, even without an app if with the help of a notification if i can just do a transact i would be more happy actually mm. like the payment is there already with google i already have my credit card and everything linked to my google account he has my address and everything is there in a notification if i want to buy and say just pick everything and then just take it api via api access my details and send me this content i mean it should be even build a complete e-commerce app with the help of just a notification alone right right yeah, yeah but you, i mean in the current model you still need an app to be installed right mm. yeah okay all right uh what's next all right so maybe we can talk about some of the connectivity options uh ah, so you want to talk a little bit about the another feature i saw is the new one especially for country like us is the downloadable fonts which is ah, a right. new feature yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. so what essential is that when you have uh, when your application supports multiple localization um, right uh, when you are focusing your app and then your having multiple localizations what you have what you have to essentially as a dev you have to do is basically to add the resources uh which is like in terms of your fonts uh, graphics and everything needs to be bundled in the app so when you once you start bundling multiple resources the app size becomes much larger so what it does is that one is that uh, it just uh say for example if the app is like about 65 mb or 70 mb it reduces the size yeah, yeah so you basically delink uh, these fonts and other resources out of the app and then you just dynamically load download them programmatically in the background and then just load them and stuff like that so right. and you for like for like for example if you just have one country support that that app need not contain like about 27 languages or yeah, different right, yeah. fonts and stuff like that i mean it it doesn't make any sense to have all of them sitting there throughout the life cycle of the app throughout mm. the life cycle of the user and stuff like that so it just kind of gives an ability for the for the user i mean the dev to dynamically load the fonts as when when they need and stuff like that. also gives you a little bit of better user experience if they want to uniquely position the app and stuff like that right. so and uh, instead of compiling the app and releasing all they have to do is just change the app dynamically it should be able to just go about uh, just the the app will automatically understand the new font and then pick it up and show it and stuff like that so yeah, there are multiple yeah. uh, interesting things you can just think about doing it there and stuff like that so okay um before we get on to the, uh, the some of the i mean uh, there's also newer and launcher support for android tv and other things right yeah yeah um, i mean i really don't know how many people will really use it <laughs> um, that's probably a push for them to i mean push the android tv let it 
capabilities i think right so i so essentially what it does is it just gives you a different launcher which groups all the content applications into one mm. uh, lay right yeah. so it's like something if you have an, uh, a netflix hotstar youtube and multiple things you just launch it it just gives you all of them in an array where you can easily access them and then just launch movies mm. and stuff like that. so it's just kind of essentially in a new launcher which just loads only the just like a car play what you're seeing right, right? so yeah. it's just exactly the same like so all it does is just groups them and then throws it on your face so that you you don't have to go back and hunt one after other or something like that so you just everything is there available for you and then you can just start viewing them one by one and stuff like that so okay. it's just essentially a tv mode for your phone basically right right so just that's uh, pretty much is the launcher from a connectivity <laughs> option which probably uh, would be of interest is uh, is actually they they introduce a uh, few things like the wifi aware capability right yeah right, right. Uh, which basically uh, enables you to communicate um, i mean without an internet access point right right yeah, yeah. Uh, i mean that's something maybe in india it, it could be useful yeah absolutely it is useful actually yeah and then uh, what else uh, they also supported uh, other things like the bluetooth capability uh, Yeah. I mean they offer now BLE 5.0 standard. Yeah. Yes. So um, the the so when we go back one by one so when uh, even Wi-Fi aware I think I have at least like I see it as like one of the very interesting feature and very underutilized also. So this Wi-Fi aware is kind of uh, uh, Wi-Fi direct is kind of launched the certification process which is in terms of gives you an a discoverability and uh, connectivity capability between two Wi-Fi devices actually. right right so what it does is that uh, i mean so uh, traditionally if you look at it you have like bluetooth nfc or like basically which allows you to have these two additional capability which does a local connect without any hub and then which will be able to pair or transfer transmit data between them or stream audio between them and stuff like that so wifi direct what it does allows you to do here is that the throughput of in terms of transferring or the connectivity which you want to do between these two devices is much higher actually yeah so bluetooth traditionally does not do that uh, it has got they, its own limitation yeah, they actually. use something called neighbor awareness networking yes okay. correct N-A-N-S- so it, it basically doesn't go through the network it just probably locally communicates is yes. how it is so okay. it just basically uses a wifi radio and discovers the nearby wifi devices okay. and it makes a pair to that and what google has smartly done here is that so so all these technologies like irrespective like if as a consumer uh, or as an a dev i need not worry about in terms of should i use a wifi aware or bluetooth or nfc or something like that so what google has done is they wrapped all this into something called google nearby api mm. so google nearby api is something the single api a dev will utilize they'll be able to make a connection to a uh, wifi device um, and they, they'll be able to make a connection to a mobile device or any other device the underneath platform will basically switch in terms of should i use a wifi direct or a bluetooth or anything so as a dev you need not worry about okay. so just the, as soon as you make a connection i know what is the throughput i'm going to get so depending on which programmatically i can plan in terms of whether i'm transferring a file or uh, streaming an audio or something like that so so it's just a combination of these two independently coming in so wifi direct is in a is in a consortium where all this certification process where it just enables all the new wifi devices to have this capability which is the wifi aware capability and then google api kind of wraps all this into single platform api which is the google nearby api and which basically allows you to do all this so i mean there are so many interesting uh, 
uh, use cases people are uh, looking at. Just I feel it is so underutilized. I mean, like, and the other uh, important thing which you said is that Bluetooth having the ability to the Bluetooth LE 5.0 yeah. support and uh, the Sony LDAC and then the, the Aptexis from Qualcomm is another uh, Kodak which they are adding. Okay. So these are basically the Sony LDAC and, uh, and the Qualcomm ones are basically a Bluetooth Kodak which is basically when you stream uh, an audio device, an audio with the help of Bluetooth between your receiver and a phone, what happens is the latency is much higher right. with the traditional Bluetooth. So the Sony, L, I mean the LDAC and the, the the Qualcomm ones are basically much shorter latency. So when you are viewing a movie on the Android phone and then you have a disconnected earpiece, so the latency is like plays a critical role because the lip sync will be okay. in a very different way. So the so so the, as a dev, you should be able to internally say, I would like to use a Sony Kodak, I mean Sony LDAC Kodak, or I should I be using a using in a basically Qualcomm's one or something like that. So okay. everything is available for you in the platform. We are just going about and using it. Which I have I seen that lip sync uh, issue, I, which I also mentioned, right. if you remember. Yeah. Uh, especially when I am playing in my car or some videos, right? Uh, and yeah. then streaming over Bluetooth to the car stereo. All right, okay. uh, not all apps. Uh, right. A few apps, which I don't want to name. All right. Uh, actually, are it's okay to name. Hotstar, for example, uh, okay. has that issue. Uh, right. So, you, but if you are, uh, you, if you just go about doing it, something like, so there are two things, two aspects to this, right? So if you move, put your Android device in a dev mode, and if you go inside the Bluetooth codec, you should be able to make a choice of different Bluetooth codec you can select and see whether the situation is improving. Th that is one okay. thing you can do it as of today. Okay. So right now you don't have either, either Sony's LDAC or Qualcomm ones, but you have other Codex, which is triple right. or any other, like which is the BLE traditional Bluetooth ones and stuff like that should be there. So the, 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 the problem what you're seeing here is that because different OEMs are utilizing different codecs for giving you an experience. Yeah. So that is also one problem. Some of the vendors are de developing their own proprietary ones. Right, possibly. Yes. Yeah. So what is happening right now is that just basically difference between a Bose or any other vendor or like Sony and different... All these kind of having different, different capabilities, I mean, different, different codecs, so there is a different, different latency availability and stuff like that. So, so that is where the difference is coming in. So more or less, I feel the industry will kind of somewhere standardize around either between the Qualcomm one or the Sony one, or probably they could complement each other or something, I don't know. But I feel they are the two strong contenders at this point of time winning the race, actually. Right, right, okay. because the the benchmark around these two codecs are like pretty, like on the neck to neck, which each other can comparably with each other and stuff like that. So, when more and more uh, uh, the headset manufacturers are streaming video audio uh, OEMs adopt these as a standard, we should be able to see uh, much of these problems moving out, going away and stuff like that. Okay. Okay, so can we step on to the security and privacy aspects? Um, yeah, so, uh, I mean, we covered on the security improvements a lot on 49 episodes. Okay. And only one uh, thing I remember seeing is that the new permission which they've added wherein programmatically your Can ability to call. take a call. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> that is something is scary as well. As well, it's an, it's an important feature because if you're, it depends on this kind of 
if you are developing skype and stuff like that or like if you are developing yeah. an app which is based on some kind of an audio audio right, yeah. based systems and stuff like that. so that's one thing which i saw i mean at least we have not covered it during that point of time i thought we would just go about telling that a little bit so this new permissions which added is like the android has an additional permission which is like wherein you can grant uh, an ability to a program to automatically receive a call or end a call and stuff like that or read phone numbers and stuff like that so mm. so if you are getting a call you should be the programmatically read if your app i mean uh, it it again see it again depends on what this uh, apps can do right can they only answer or they can also record <laughs> you can as so, so that is where the uh, the android permissions become murkier right yeah. so what happens is one application permission will have a multiple dependency permissions as a consumer when you look at it you get completely confused yeah and also what i'm granting and what i'm yeah. getting it actually. that's always a problem with android i think you yeah. i think you tend to give more than what you really want exactly. to do actually and some of the apps will even trick you to give more permission Correct. which is why and i think uh, answering is fine and uh, i don't know i mean i would never do that because i don't know what this phones will do right maybe they can they could just keep recording the whole thing actually yeah, absolutely right? so and then keep a media and then they silently synchronize back to the cloud i mean not it's only it's a big these, spy application yeah, yeah i mean like not only now no many apps can record i mean like mm-hmm. many of the android apps you have in the market which are using in your phone use microphones i mean like yeah <laughs> i mean at least they are confined to the calls coming to that app right no even the, the many of the apps you give access to the microphone they you don't know what they are using in the background actually yeah obviously yeah. so they can do whatever they want i mean no that is all, that is at least uh, yeah we understand the risk there but imagine you give a phone and you you're in like say a call uh-huh. like maybe a, a sensitive call you're taking right yeah. <laughs> you don't want to give that permission to <laughs> where they can remotely record it right that's pretty dangerous correct android permissions are very finite but at the same time it is extremely confusing actually i mean when i say confusing it is not in terms of how they are defined basically but they are when you grant those permissions as a end consumer it just kind of like becomes really murkier as you each app will have like like would be asking you for giving about five or seven permissions and then one permission will have interdependency on another set of permissions and stuff like that. so it's just really difficult for you to just narrow down and see yeah i personally what feel this is absolutely actually. unwanted feature uh, okay i don't know why they introduced but anyway <laughs> i mean they want to be like say super flexible platform no i think it just helps depending on the kind of applications you are developing if you are like doing some kind of an a voice automated uh, certain kind of an applications which you are using wherein say for example you want to do an kind of an answering machine kind of an app where oh, yeah. you are not able to take a call right now and then you just want to leave a message and do a playback and stuff like that. so you would really like the app to go about record the conversation in the background for you as well read the number and stuff like that so which is not possible right now we don't have a voicemail system without a carrier support right now right so in the phone we cannot do that actually right we have to depend on the carrier to give us the voicemail support and stuff like that so that is kind of when i think slowly these features coming in and then apple moving it to a direction where they're trying to give the no i think software uh, c uh, software no, sim no i think the k what would i mean like say if if they i mean that's a good use case what you said that yeah. something would i should i mean a native feature in the platform itself right uh, it is now it no, i mean the, the basic phone app itself could have the capability right and then it is somehow securely stored on the device rather than giving this 
kind of access to every other app all right okay okay i'm pretty sure a lot of i think especially with android i mean what are the filtering they do i'm sure lousy. that will be there in their roadmap actually it is pretty dangerous i mean any app could just simply misuse it i mean kind of background google is coming in with their 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 own network and then uh, they had their own google phone if you remember like yeah. google phone numbers i'm sure this will be there in the roadmap for them they will be adding this in the platform feature itself actually right but right now if you are a dev and you want to do a voice my lab you have the capability now yeah <laughs> good luck with that <laughs> okay i think they, they also introduce few other things there like minor updates All right, like yeah. say I mean, the, the account access and discovery APIs. Right, right, yeah. What apps, I mean, you can pretty much fine-grain control what the app gets from right. your accounts and all that. Right, right, yeah. Uh, what else? I think uh, the last one, which probably you can briefly touch upon is uh, on the enterprise features. Right, uh, yeah. What Android has introduced. Yeah. Uh, especially there is natively they support the work profiles. Correct, yeah. Um, so which keeps your... Uh, Uh, your personal data and your personal i mean your professional data completely right. different yeah uh, so it it enables enterprises to probably manage their uh, data privacy much right. more better and remote wipe also. yeah and then remote wipe yeah. and other things so i mean like this is basically they are falling into a sort of a mobile device management kind of sort of capability yeah, uh, right? as a end point to mdm kind of yeah, yeah. they are not getting into mdm management side but they are kind of end point wherein no it's probably useful if somebody uses google uh, i mean google uh, i mean uh, enterprise accounts right yeah so, uh, so you don't need an additional mdm app, yes, exactly. on top of yes, it exactly. i mean you That's pretty it. much can integrate into google's yep. um, capability google, if you are using google cloud you're saying yeah. right, uh, the google mobile google enterprise services, uh, services, yeah. yeah that's exactly what i was just trying to say so as a enter- I mean, the one before we go there i think one thing what i see here is that samsung kind of had these features much earlier than google themselves are adding so they are yeah. kind of catching up the knocks uh, yeah so the kind of and the, and they are the biggest contributor for the kind of uh, enterprise features which are getting added to the core platform actually mm. so samsung yeah so they are kind of adding all this uh, all these features uh, for their their system and which like since android is a open source so the the oem contribute back to the right the yeah. os and stuff like that. so and then if the platform provider looks at it as an a useful feature and they just try to implement that and stuff like that. so this kind of enterprise features are kind of a lot of these enterprise features are kind of rolling rolling in from samsung and moving into android enterprise features and stuff like that. so like you said you no know, this is like really an end point to an mdm wherein this is kind of you can have multiple profiles for work so and it also helps you to have kind of a set of apps which you want to do it for the work and set of apps you want to do it for the for your play and stuff like that separately and also gives enterprise to an ability to just do a one touch wipe remotely wherein if you lose the application uh, wherein the, all the corporate data in terms of documents mails and uh, whatever photographs or right. the set of applications which are used in the in the end, within the enterprise app store and stuff like that so that kind of all that goes away actually yeah I mean, some of the cloud players, uh, for example, Microsoft, uh-huh. uh, if they could potentially integrate this with their Office 365 capability, right? Yeah. Right. And they can pretty much kick off, kick out the other MDMs, MDMs players, 
Uh, I think if you look at the use case for MDMs, uh, especially in big corporates, is primarily around emails and, yeah, emails and, and calendars remote and music. calendars and contacts. That's all. About and remote it. wipe, right? That's very key to yeah, it. and managing yeah. device yeah. and things like that. And if if it is natively available yeah. within the cloud provider, whoever right. it is, yeah. uh, I think they. they this is less yeah. of a headache for them. Actually. Yeah, I mean, it's, they it, don't need to buy yeah. additional server infrastructure right. and stuff. Now, one more provider license. And you don't need those agents to be sitting exactly. on your. You have yeah. to provision the agent yeah. and you have to manage. Manage them, yes. providing the updates, Absolutely. blah, blah, all yeah. that. Time, so. You have to have an MDM updater. And yeah. So on that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it happens, actually. Yeah, the yeah. MDMs are really, when I whenever I see MDM in any phones, they are like really pathetic UI. Right. Many they are the pretty old-style like, yeah. uh, implementations, uh, not that sleekly done. Correct. Yeah. Uh, they are basically just some sort of an agent sitting there and managing yeah. stuff. I mean, basically a policy kind of right. enforcement, right? That's all it is. True. Okay. So, I think we pretty much covered it. Yeah, I think. Uh, so, we look forward uh, maybe. I I probably am looking forward for a few features definitely. All right, okay. And so, I mean, like we have to th- remember this in mind. Uh, I mean, Oreo is an iterative. Uh, yeah, right. It's, uh, I mean, Google is kind of moving this uh, yearly update cycle for last four or five years. They are kind of iteratively moving. I mean, there is not much, which is something which is like ground. Yeah, yeah. Groundbreaking or anything here. Just we are not saying that even from iOS, right? Not yeah. from anyone. Actually, the mobility kind of has moved in a direction where it's just kind of maturization cycle is yeah. moving into. So it's just an iterative update uh, for both devs and consumers. So, but probably devs will see this feature like or probably they're already seeing it from the beta and then now. And for consumer, probably all these apps getting compiled for Oreo, implementing them and then releasing them will probably be end of like till twenty. 18 or something by yeah. the time when we see most of and by the time these features coming into India it will be even 2021 20, 22 I don't think some actually, of yeah. the uh, could be even be even skipped actually yeah yeah, yeah some of I mean the, the low end devices may never get it this may never uh, get, yeah. and I, I, it may not be significant for us right. uh, especially I think looking at uh, the India market space yeah Close to 70-80% will be those. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, close, like you exactly said, right? I mean, like Low-end devices, which probably even still running some age-old... Uh, KitKat. Yeah. Also. KitKat, yeah. Is, as far as I know, is the most, most of the devices in India running on right. KitKat. And they don't really care, right? I mean, especially, <laughs> the, I mean, as long as WhatsApp works for them and yeah. Facebook works for them, yeah. they are good. Until and unless <laughs> they, they are, they're, they're, the, they're the kind of platform gatekeepers right now, actually. Yeah, right. Yeah, so, they are holding that, actually, like... So until unless they make it like incompatible uh, within a device of OEM or vendor, that the voice is not going to move in India mm-hmm. actually. So many of for many of them, uh, it is for the OS flagship face, devices. Yeah, and yeah, and the Samsungs and other guys. Absolutely, the, the real yeah. high-end market, which is going to go probably yeah. the Motorola ones, Samsung. Who are Probably. competing with the iPhone, right? Basically. Right. So, and who are like really trying to stay in the top end of the market and stuff like that. So yeah, Probably even HTC ones right. will come, some models. Primarily for them. Yeah. Okay. So that's uh, in terms of pretty much developer take in terms of for what you can see in Oreo for now and then till another couple of years. Yeah. <laughs> right. Bye. Bye-bye.